Hello and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 11 of the Post-Match Podcast. We are recording on Tuesday the 14th of November. And I'm delighted to welcome back not one but two of our previous guests, Mark Jamieson, Newcastle fan, and Aaron, Aaron Copeland, my United season ticket holder. How are you guys? Oh, very well. Okay, Thanks very much for having me on again. Yeah, glad you yeah. still joined me this Thank evening. You. Uh, so normally... Um, kind of be a bit of downbeat coming into an international break but I think I don't know about you guys but I might say relieved to have an international break for once this is the third inter- international break since the season has started um, probably wasn't expecting <laughs> but the form team in the Premier League at the minute is yourselves four wins out of five how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> well look that's, well, that's why I'm more than happy with the international break because I'll happily um, take them statistics clean at the minute Um. I Garth, I genuinely don't know how that's happened. Um, look, we've been scraping by, but like, if you saw Ali Robbie, kind of seen the match on Saturday, they were just completely wasteful with the chances um, that they had. Um, like Luton very easily could have nicked the goal at any stage, but um, I was listening to the Monday Night Club and um. Uh, the base they were talking about, they were saying like how hard it was. Like we've been at it, made them for for like for looting the break is down, but like we're we're just scraping by. But like how long can we just keep scraping by? I don't know. But look until yeah. we get until we get uh clarity with the investment and what's actually going to happen, Jim or whatever it is. Uh, look, nothing's. We're not really going to move forward. But look, I'll I'll take that. Um, the N fourteen at the minute, the statistics, but. Lads, well, look, how does it feel to have gone the international break with both for the feet for Spurs and Newcastle? Uh, well, I yeah. actually watched both, I watched both games, so um, they yeah, talk well, about smash and grab in the Wolves game. Yeah, well, yeah, smash and grab it was. I think I, I heard today, it's actually another great statistic to have. I think it's actually the longest the period the team has been leading in a game without winning. So we're actually leading the game for 87 minutes. <laughs> from the third minute, third minute up to the night. Yeah. Uh, but no, in, in fairness, um, Mark and I spoke just before we come in out here about Wolves. We know how good they are at home. Um, Wolves uh, had taken points off Newcastle. They beat Man City. Yeah. Um, some very good results there. Yeah. The problem, the pro- what we'll actually get on and speak about is just all these injuries that are building up. Now, Spurs have nine injuries. Um, you may have watched the game against Chelsea, injuries and suspensions. So, the one, the one I was really, you know, when you watch the game of football and someone gets injured, you know, obviously you're got it for a pair. I really was really got it. Like when I was watching the Chelsea game with the sending off as well, I thought, right, you know what? I've checked out of this result and prepared for whatever happens here. You know, it's not like they were going to get a win here, but I really was got it with Mickey Van de Ven purely because I feel like he is the one player of this new Ange project. He is the one that make, makes that football possible. Um, when they actually get injured as well, it was actually what looked like a great through ball. Uh, and he just sort of stepped in with his pace ahead of Nicholas Jackson. Sadly, yeah. he got injured. So, but again, is- uh, I, was actually, I was actually totaling up our injuries, Mark. We, we have about nine injuries and suspensions. So that, that, that'll come down with the suspensions. But was I having a look at yours, including the Tonali suspension, it's actually 11. So right. when you when you go when you go and play a team like Bournemouth who have just picked up a win, you know Bournemouth have been playing well. You, you, you take out a few players in the Premier League, it is hard. What yeah. 
what what did you think about that? Were you were you confident getting into the Bournemouth game, Mark? Because you're not at all. <coughs> not at all. I wasn't confident at all going into the Bournemouth game. I think I'd said it. I, I'd said it because I say a couple of days before. Well, you had a tough match uh, during the week against Dortmund. So right. we had a tough match during the week against Dortmund. Yeah. We played Arsenal the week before. That took a lot out. That game was physical. It was tense. It was like a real battle, you know. And and we were also coming off the back of you know games against you know, United and all in the cup. And and I just knew going into that game that going from the high of being against Dortmund. To then having to go to Bournemouth on a Saturday night with whatever their crowd is, you know, like I just I just had a bad feeling. And then with injuries that we had, no recognised striker, Bruno suspended, not the add on to everybody else, you know. And then you see the likes of Almiron go down. He looks like he's going to be out for a while as well now. That's so I, I just I had a bad feeling, mate, and and I seen it coming, so I was prepared for it. So it didn't hurt me as much as it usually does. But yeah, losing away at Bournemouth is, is not what you're looking But we have to be realistic this season. You know, the, the expectations that we have have to be we have to be realistic because we're not used to going in and playing three days every three days a game. Do you know what I mean? So it's going to take time. Injuries are building up, and it's the way you can't play as well. I think that that is leading to these injuries as well. And they probably do need to look at that. You know, the high intensity all the time so they're always on you know flat out and that when you're playing as much as they are and leads leads to injuries going to happen and it's just unlucky there's so many at the same time and the suspension to the Tonali incident etc you can't foresee that coming so we just have to hope that we can get a few boys back and um and as soon as possible and and hopefully it just doesn't really derail the season you know because I think you know, we come back off the international break. We go into Chelsea, who are starting to hit a bit of form. Um, yeah, we're at home. Yeah, then we've United. Well. We have a game with PSG away as well. So it, it, they just come. Do you know what I mean? So look, we'll see what happens. But overall, the start of the season for for us, I I've been pretty happy with with our start of the season. Even though there's been a few defeats and that in there, you know, I I think overall, for for what we have. For what we it's going to be one of them. We're going to worry about the defeats too much. I think it's going to be one of them seasons because it's going to be like the I don't know. You can't even call it a top six anymore. It's a top eight, isn't it? Really? Like yeah, mate. You are it's... going to get points off each other. Our so many. There are record against the big teams is absolutely terrible. So I can't expect us getting too many points off the big teams. But um, yeah, it just looks like it's going to be one of them seasons where, look, I, I was expecting City to beat Chelsea. Like, I know Chelsea had a good win against Spurs. And in fact, that Spurs even went down the nine time. I think that's probably the best I've seen Spurs. I think I've seen Spurs play better with nine men than it did all last season. Yeah, well, actually, obviously, yeah, obviously no, no, promises. no, that, that, that's, that's completely a fair point. I, 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 don't, and I don't mean that. I, actually no. just, I, I felt, I felt right. even when they had the nine men, that they could have scored. They actually had a goal disallowed. Yeah, I never get offended about anyone, anyone um, mocking Antonio Conte's team from last year because they, <laughs> they deserve all. But yeah. what I would look at, that our our what defined our season last year was the two games against AC Milan and, and the Champions League knockout. So we had a lot of hard work to win our group. Got really a favourable draw because Milan, even in the next round against Inter, they just, just didn't show up in what should have been you know a, a monumental fixture against their huge city rivals. 
yeah. we we created one clear goal scoring chance in 180 minutes and that, and that was a, a hurricane header and, and, and the end of the game where Mike Minion made a great save and we actually conceded three clear goal, goal scoring chances with nine men the other day um, what was maybe worrying about the players that come in against Wolves we actually only had two shots in target all game uh, yeah. after, scoring, after scoring three minutes so the, the Chelsea game didn't leave me deflated the Wolves game did a bit um <laughs> Yeah, big time has bit, to be scared of the, the, the Wolves. Like, see, when they, when they got, like, most yeah. teams, especially in that position, when they got that first goal, they would have just sat back and like, got the draw. You could see the intensity from the kickoffs, like, that they were, they were going. They, they smelled yeah. blood and they were just going for it. Ryan O'Neill's done a fantastic job at Wolves. Uh, yeah. He, he was on the Monday Night Football where he was actually more or less not explaining. He was showing, showing the guys how he, how he beat Man City. But yeah, just there was a couple of things there. That I think something you actually said there, Mark, about the the, the approach. You know, you're, you know, the, there's a one way of not the one way of playing, but the intensity all the time. Mm-hmm. One thing I was disappointed with us against Wolves, the game management aspect, where Basuma got booked sort of at the very end of a half, where we're we're winning. So he's now suspended for the next game. Wolves didn't pick up any bookings until the deep and injury time. Um, so the Wolves have always been very good at that under the, the Portuguese, you know, the tactical foul and they, they take a turnaround to foul. But both our goals, one of the goals came from a quick throw-in and, and then the Wolves winner came from a quick three kick. So we, we kind of just yeah. fell asleep. Uh, and okay. that, that goes back to something you said about the players coming in. And, and it's not it's, it's not actually just that the players aren't as good. It's actually they're just not, they haven't been playing enough games. So they're no, kind of Concentration. Yeah, concentration, and you're coming up with like a, a well-oiled machine. And yeah. some of these teams, you know, excluding the three promoted teams, because unfortunately, like they have been the worst teams, but there's still a lot of good teams in there. Look at Everton now; have picked up. Um, yeah, scoring, a few good wins are like yeah, scoring loads of goals now as well, and away yeah. from home. So that's it. Yeah. Going to Selhurst Park and getting three points like that's you know that's, that's a very yeah. very good one. It was a good win. Very good win. Made some good signings there, but yeah. So, in all honesty, uh, if you look at if you look at that group, my aren't with my mind as well. We'll not get too much into the Copenhagen result because that that probably takes you know, like like we, we've all probably experienced it this season as well. We, you'll have maybe like a red card or or, or a tackle that could have been a red card, and, and it's yeah, it's, it's it's one of those things. Like it's, it, you probably you probably argue a point like it was in the Premier League it wouldn't be given, but like it is yeah. And is that European football, like once you're going like that, that's 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 a fair yeah. But if we if we actually look at the group stages, you know, you, you you've got you've got three points there: Galatasaray and Copenhagen, four points. Now Copenhagen and Galatasaray actually play each other. You know, so if they play a draw there, you know, it might only take uh what four points to, to get you through. Well, let's but, be honest. I, think, I mean, can I ask you two a question? Can, can, and then currently in our European form. Can you see us going to Galatasaray and getting three points, which we would not no. need to do? <laughs> no, I, I, I personally, I don't want to think. I, I personally can't. I, I, I could, see, I, I could see you going there, getting a draw, and I could see you maybe getting a a win over a, a Bayern. Draw at this stage, it's not this stage because then don't forget with <laughs> Bayern home in our last game, which game, you know. Well, uh, the, the way the way to look at it is, though, mate, Bayern at home. It'll be a tough game, but Baron or Void, right? Yeah, so they're, they're not going to be going at that full tilt. The Galatasaray game is the one, and I just 
United are the most informed team in the league, right? You know, on paper, but are the, you know, are you, the... you watch, you watch <laughs> United, Nate, and it's and and the 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 fixtures they've had have been very favourable as well, yeah. and it's moments, just moments that of brilliance that have gotten yeah, over the line. Yeah, but that would be Bournemouth one though. Oh, sorry, but yeah, bomb two. Burnley, sorry, with a great goal. Uh, Burn- from, yeah, Burnley. Um, Fulham, Fulham 1-0. Um, Wolves at the start of the season, like, they were absolutely raw. Wolves yeah. at the start yeah. of the season, like, our keeper absolutely mauled not just one, but two of them and didn't get nothing, which was very, very terrible in our field, you know, because they, they got two ways to look at it. You know, the, the positive way to look at it is you're, you're, pick, you're winning games without playing well. And that is a sign of that. I mean, you take that all day long. The only thing is, come up against a dude team and uh, that United team, uh, uh, the way it is at the minute, I just think they just get taken apart. I mean, City, City did it for them. And I think Liverpool are coming up soon. I could see the same thing happen yeah. against against Liverpool. I just, I don't know. They, they've got the players, they've got the squad to go to Galatasaray and get the win, and they might very well do it, but I, I just can't see it. That atmosphere, Perfect. that stadium. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're a good side, Galatasaray. They're not a bad side. They've got good players there. Yeah, Second game as well, if Joe Linton scores that header, which he has to, 
then then it's a different it could be a different outcome and that's the thing I was talking I was talking with a mate last night who's a Newcastle fan as well and um, that's what we were saying you know the experience that comes with this sort of thing will help us because the best teams in the Champions League they if they get a chance they're clinical they'll take it you don't get many chances in the Champions League against those top teams you know you only get a couple a game and you have to take them and and that's where we need to we need to sharpen up um but look, anything can happen. We're still well within the group, um. But yeah, I'm I'm not as optimistic as as I was. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, a, a few weeks back. But I've still loved it. I've still enjoyed it, and and hopefully, you know, if we can get something at PSG, I do think we can beat Milan at home, especially last game. The fans will be up for it. Crowd will be up for it. Ten towards Christmas. Well, look at this. Even knows? if like if we don't get into like, the next stock, it's it's the Champions League. We qualify for Europa League. I would say Newcastle well, has a good chance I, of winning. I got, I got to be honest with you, mate. Yes, but and maybe, 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 yeah, maybe we could, maybe we could go in there, and that might be our best win of the Champions League this year. Just the way things are. Well, not even that. There, I believe in just the wins. You know, when when so like if, if Newcastle win the Europa League, like I, I would say we'd have to be on a strong favourites to win up. Yeah, yeah, but you know, definitely, I, I would, I would definitely fancy to, to do something. Like yeah. You know what I mean? Make it a few surprises. The thing is, stuff. I so. think the thing as well, mate, is do we really want it? Like, do we really want Europa League? Do we want to be playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday? And that's you know, like, like, I always say that myself, but, but, but I always say it like it's a. To me, it's a trophy. Why not? Then it's a great experience for yourself, you know, in the transition period. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. And I'm not. Why not? And it's a I I think you said, you know, I think fifth, but it's a top five this season. Like, I I believe Spurs and Newcastle will get finished in the top five, okay? I think Um, it just depends for both of us. And I I don't know how you feel, Gareth, but I think it just depends on injuries. I think it just depends on injuries and that, mate. It, 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 we need to, us and Tottenham. We need to keep our best players. Our like yeah, yeah, mate. Villa, brilliant. That's a good point. You know, so if if, if you if you look at you know we spoke there about the number of players you have injuries suspended. You know, say not to diminish fullbacks. Say you take out a couple of fullbacks. You know, you, you should really be able to replace them and and, and still keep winning, but. You mentioned actually before Bruno Gomares, so I actually mm-hmm. heard this statistic before the game, and then, and then you know the the stat continued. So Newcastle have failed to win any of their eight Premier League games without Bruno Gomares, and mm-hmm. starting like, since he made his debut against Southampton last year uh, in twenty twenty two. So you know that probably that's how I feel about with, with Madison out of the team as well. You know that's um, I think he's created the most. Uh, creating a lot of chances and it's, it's not just you know a team should be able to, you know obviously City have a huge squad so maybe they're example you know they, they've coped all season without the Browner but they have loads of creative players Madison was kind of our replacement for Harry Kane you know because Harry Kane was our biggest creator and you know yeah. since Eric left so yeah it's, it's it's the key players that are missing so but let's let's go back I'd say because since we spoke last time Mark you have put in, and on our news spoke as well, but you know you're getting results against the teams you should be beating, and, and, and perhaps you're disappointed in yeah. the bigger games. But you know if you look at the win over Arsenal, and, and if you look at the win with some strict second string players against Man United in the League Cup, you know that's a couple of big wins there. 
um, <clears throat> that proves, you know, because like, we got to see some Newcastle signings that maybe people have forgotten about uh, in Hall and Livermento, uh, who, who both come in and did well. Um, and it looks now with Dan Byrne being injured, you know, we're going to have been seeing a bit more of those. So yeah. you, you do you do have you do have a bigger squad than maybe people would think about, but yeah, like we said, it's it's, it's the key players missing. That 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 brings me on just to a question that I'll throw in there, and and I might know the answer to one of them. But Arn and Mark, I'll ask you both the question, hypothetical question. That I'll chip in with my answer as well. Given that your the current state of your squad at the minute and and their shortcomings. If you could pick one player from the past to come into that team and really change it, who would it be and why? Roy, Roy Keane. Yeah, the captain. Roy Keane for me. For yeah, Rose, right? the minute, like we, we need. Um, like I, I've spoken on the show before. Like I, like Bruno wouldn't have been my t- personal choice as captain, but um, I, I believe like we need somebody not just um regarding the captaincy issue we have with Bruno, but. We just basically need, like, with the stories you're hearing now, it's coming to the Old Trafford. You think that Roy Keane would be letting any of his teammates get on, or like the stories that are leaking out of that changing room? Do you think that would seriously be happening if he was captain? No, I definitely don't think so. So, for me, definitely Roy Keane at the minute. I think, I think it's a good shout, man. I think it's a great shout, actually, because yeah. I think he, he would bring a level of like discipline um to that squad that, yep. that it's lacking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a lack of leader, exactly like there's a lack of leadership exactly there, and he would bring that. And I think, yeah, I think it's. Don't get me wrong. We've had other good captains, and you've had some players. Yep, we've had, but for me, he would just be the person that needs to yeah. to come in, and that that would be my yeah, choice. Yeah, it's, it's I'm a, sure. I'm sure. Shit. And I would love someone like that as well. So it's um, yeah, and Jaffrey, a general in which he was to Alex Ferguson, but he, he could sort out the sort out all the nonsense behind the scenes. Um and you know probably pick pick it you know I'm sure Rashford all those other players you know they're they're not going to be late for meetings with Roy Keane there no no great great shout but no. yeah I'm sure you know even for a long, a long time after it, it looked like my night I hadn't replaced them even when you were having some good times as well it was just it was just a player you know, sort of player really hard to replace um what about yourself Mark <laughs> um. Oh, there's been a few, but I, I like I know it, uh, it's a cliche, but you give me sure, right? Like, <laughs> not not just because he's you know how good he was in the amount, but we need goals at the minute. We need we need another striker. We need someone who's, who a guaranteed is going to get you twenty plus goals a season. And as great as Isaac and Wilson are, and they're fantastic, and I'm big fans of them. The problem is they're injury prone, and you know. We we have both out at the minute, so we need a third striker for a start. And you know, you Even know, that one striker, he's sure. going to get you the twenty goals. Mate, you goes. know what you're going to get. It's like Harry Kane. Yeah, it's like Harry Kane. You know what you're going to get. You're guaranteed. So you're guaranteed that every every season. Yeah. You're guaranteed twenty plus a season, and and also not just not just for that, but also leadership. Like you were talking oh, about, yeah. King leadership, yeah. setting an example. Yeah. You know. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of leaders in that in that squad. I'm not saying that. It's just no, he, but he was a jury. He fantastic for us. Exactly. He was a jury. Supports the club, and you know he was as I said, just a gold machine. Just guaranteed to get goals, and especially I think now in that team, I think I think he would he would score a lot of goals. Um, 
So yeah, like I cheese, I love the same back. <laughs> I tell you. I love the same back. What from about myself, you, Gareth? For myself it would be it would actually be just when I spoke so highly about Mickey Van de Ven. And it's nothing against I thought you were gonna say Harry Kane there. <laughs> no, no, no. Although at, at the weekend was uh, the weekend it was the first game where we really missed him. You know, conceding two goals I got an injury time. Although we did do silly things like that in the last yeah, game couple, like that, he was like he would have been a very, very good at um, game management. He was very good at you know winning free kicks. I know we got a lot of criticism yeah. for it, but he's very good at buying buying a free kick, buying a, a couple of minutes, get taking the ball to the corner, winning you know just running down the clock. Which again, I think that's you something that yeah. wants to improve. But I will actually say, um, a player who was actually ahead of his time, Ledley King, oh, he. He, he, he was a centre-back who had that pace. He, he could actually play out from the back. He actually made his debut for England as a centre midfielder as well. Very, very good on the ball. Um, if he didn't have so many injuries, I think he could have, you know, put the numbers in that, that Rio Ferdinand and John Terry did. But, yeah, Damn. he's also a club captain um, as well. Local boy, still still a big part of the club. And I just think he, he could... And when... We at the minute there when we're missing Romero and Van de Ven at the same time, you can't really foresee that happening. There was always the like likelihood that one would get injured or suspended, but both at the same time, we've got Dyer and Davies in at the same time. And again, I don't want to knock them because they they weren't they they were supposed to requirements. One's a left back, one's a former centre midfielder. They've done they're good club servants, but for them both to be playing together is is just yeah. not going to work. When Lady King was there. He played beside Jonathan Mookie, another player who was always injured. But when those two were in the team, we had brilliant results against the top four teams and, and, and beat Chelsea in a cup final. When it was, say, Dawson and Kabul together, um, it was a disaster. But if it was, if it was, if it was Lenny King beside either Dawson or Kabul, we, we, the results were just, you know, they, they, they just, he just made them play at a higher level. And I think... I, yeah, yeah I, I, I think... I think... I, I definitely agree with you on that, right? Because one of the biggest players, I know we've got a few, but our, one of our biggest players we're missing is Sven Botman. Like, Sven Botman, since he's come in, has been just an app. He's one of the best centre-backs in the league, right? He's been brilliant. And you're saying about Lenny King making players beside him better, and there's no doubt in my mind Sven Botman makes Fabian Scher a better centre-back than he is. Fabian Scher has been unbelievable for us ever since Harry came in. But him missing, you can definitely see a drop-off even in Scher's performances of late do you know what I mean he, he just doesn't look that same player and he, he's been a massive miss for us like you know he just he just brings out the best in the players beside him as well so I think you know the likes of Lenny King great shout he was he was a fantastic player like and and miss, Mickey Van der Ven you know I can definitely see similarities in you missing him and us missing Botman you know, you know, Van de Ven has been outstanding for Spurs since he's come in. His pace is just unbelievable. Like, yeah. it's frightening. It, it How quick it looks, he is. Easy. It looks like he's just taking a few steps. Yeah, it's, it's frightening. Um, but yeah, no, I was. I, I said it before. I was just just got it because. You hear hamstring, and the first person who comes into my mind is Michael Owen, and I know how he 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 got a lot of them, and maybe the way he, he played. But people yeah. keep saying. People keep saying to me, Mickey Van de Ven does of age and his side, he's very young and you can recover quicker. But he did actually do a hamstring last year. He was out for 12 weeks. Yeah. So I, think... I, just, I, just, I just hope he'll come back the same player, basically, Mark. 
fingers crossed, mate. Like, you know, we, look, we're seeing the same with likes of Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson, love him, been brilliant, but he, he does his hamstring way too much. And I think it's just because of the type of players that they are, because they are pace players. You know, you're always susceptible to that hamstring. And we're seeing it more and more as well. You know, you look at the likes of Neto, Pedro Neto for Wolves. I mean, uh, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, and he was, it, it looked like he was yeah, he did, mate. He was, he was. We, yeah, you know, we yeah. were lucky in that regard. But you're just seeing it more and more, and uh, it's maybe a topic for discussion for another day. But you know, the amount of games and the everything that they're playing, the intensity. You know, you look at we're coming into the international break, but those boys don't get a break. Like they're off, they're playing for the countries. Yeah. They're you know, come back, they're back in the games. You know, so injuries are just getting more and more prevalent. And I do think at some point they'll have to look at. And play away for a bit more than other than just looking to make as much money as they can because that is the way the game has sort of been going. But that's a discussion for another day. Well, that's the reason why they're giving my VARs. Going to the same, give fans more money for their, uh, you know what I mean, more value for their money. Yeah. It's like it's just more TV time, more money for them. Just on a side note, actually, have you seen that? Um, PGMOL or, or advertising for new VAR officials, you don't need any experience either. So if any fancy a wee career change, you don't even need, you don't even need to watch what's actually happening as well. <laughs> yeah, but some, some, just upon that, someone actually made a good point that they don't actually, you know, VAR basically, it's, it's, it's technology. You don't, yeah. you don't need to be someone who's been, obviously it helps to be a referee, but you're basically just, because we know when we see it now, sadly, you see someone going in with these tackles, and there's no point in getting into that because I know myself, as soon as Romero made that tackle, I thought, right, well, we're going to give that as a red card because it happened against us for Liverpool and we're with Curtis Jones. And it's just it's just what we call a modern red card. You might not agree yeah. with it. And it's just as part of the rule book. So basically, why not have just these tech nerds in there that are, that are, that are just, you know, flawless at what they do um, and they'll get it right? Because there shouldn't, there should, you know, at the end of the day, video, it, it's, a, it's not a robot in there. It, it is still human beings making the decisions. Yeah. So, Make them, you know, the most, the, the smartest people in there, and and you know, but again, give give the referees more of a say, a bit like other sports, you know, ref. Let's go with the on-field decision more often. Right. Moving on, just about um, so yeah, thanks for that. That was interesting. Just a blast in the past. There, some of our favorite players, but really, we are coming up close now to the January window. If we if if we if we want to get to where we want to be for Newcastle Spurs and. Man United. We'll start with yourself, Aaron. And I know opens up all our can of worms about the ownership and what sort of money is available. Yeah, but, yeah. but really, if you are to make signings in January, what is the who who needs what what players would come straight into that lineup? What positions would be would be up for grabs straight away? You know, a couple of players. Yeah, they're back. Well, centre back for a start, and um, it's just, we've had to really rely on a player that we want to rid of. And Harry Maguire, who look, I I've, I've said it in this show, I've said it in six or six. I was one, one of the ones who wanted rid of Harry Maguire. Look, I have to give him credit. Look, he he did stick his head down. Um, he took a hell of a lot of stick, from club and international, which can't be easy for your 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 mental health. I'm sure Onana having a few disasters helped them. You know what I mean? Take the like it's as stupid as it sounds, but. I'm sure yeah. it's sort of take the because like yeah, like when you're just making a mistake after mistake and you are being like we did have to rely on him. 
Um, like you're you're probably going through your head, like, what am I gonna do today? You yeah, know, yeah. there's somebody else making a mistake and taking the pressure off you. It does sort of, and you know what? Say what you want about Harry Maguire, he 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 reads the game well. Mm-hmm. I have to say, he does read the game well. But like, enough, <laughs> enough of that. But like, yeah. Um. Well, well, he's been good for He has been very good, and you know what? He's been good. Well, since who, I would, who I would like to see somebody. It's Antonio Silva. Like, you know the way that plays for Benfica? Yeah. You know, he, he's quite young now, is he? What is he, 19, 20? Mm. I, I think we were linked with him, I think, last year. And he was worth 5 million, 8 million maybe. And he's already worth 40 million. So look, I, I would like is just to go ahead and get him now because you know what's going to happen. We're going to wait the next season and he's going to be worth 100 million. That's just oh, the way we do business, you know. That's just the way United do business. So yeah. I would like make yeah. thing, and I I feel he because he's a big, he's a tall, big lad, and he's not pacey like Maguire. Um, Varane, I don't know what's happened with Varane. Varane's just big, and like I know he's been injury prone, but look, like, I, I feel like um, this big, this well, saying he's young lad, like, but he's tall lad. Like he'd be a great fit for Harry Maguire. I don't know what Ten Hag's plans are for Harry Maguire. Maybe it was like. I think it was sort of like, yeah, look, if you want to leave, you can leave. If you want to fight for your place, go ahead. And which he did, so fair play of. And like as you both said, like he has been good for us. I, I do think Silva would be a player that would come, come straight into that squad because it's a position that we need covered. Also, don't forget, lads, we're going to be losing the Nana shortly here to the African Nations. Which, look, and see, last, he, he's actually been all right the last few games, you know what I mean? He seems to have settled a bit. Um, and you're gonna probably laugh at me when I say this one, but they should probably look at getting the hair on loan. I think the world, I, you know, I, I, I I've heard I've heard of rumors. I don't know if it's rumors, but you, you know what? I look at not the him. Like I, I don't know if I was. I'd probably be too stubborn and with a grudge. But I've heard like just you know the I main sources saying that he is. We would be interested in covering that thing, and you know what? I, I would take him. Um. Yeah. Well, stupid as that sounds, yeah. <laughs> see it happening. It's all good. Could see it happening. But yeah, the um, Antonio Silva, after <laughs> you know, Benfica, these are the kind of clubs and leagues you can negotiate with in January because, and they have done it before. They're actually, and, and you're looking at teams that aren't going to be involved in Europe, they're actually having a disaster. I think they're, they're, they're bottom of their Champions League group. So if they're out of yeah. Europe altogether, they'll be thinking, right, well, we need three goals for next year. Yeah, yeah, but the, the, they're losing out in that that one. Yeah, Champions League revenue, yeah. But yeah, but yeah that, that's that, that's that's interesting. Yeah, because given the injuries you have had at the back, Maguire has you know excluding the goal. Look, Rashford's not. You know what I mean? I would love to tell you. I would actually love to say Ivan Tony, but like we need to be realistic. It's going to be like if we were getting yeah. somebody done. Like I, like I just think Ivan Tony's a proven goal scorer in the Premier League. Like and that somebody. We yeah. need, like Hoyland, I do think the goals will come with Hoyland. And I think I don't know if any of you seen after the Spurs and um Chelsea game last night, it was Daniel Sturridge was on. And the mm-hmm. guy he got a lot of criticism for saying this type, but he says like Hoyland needs to be more selfish. And I, I agree on that. You know what I mean? Because he's not getting he's not getting the, the true, you know what I mean? The quality of stuff he's getting is just not there. Um, he's not getting the He's not just getting and, it, and, 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 and then he went down against Copenhagen himself and scored two. So yeah, why not? See yeah. for me, 
on that, Ten Hag needs a, a lot of responsibility needs to to fall with Ten Hag for that, right? Because Ten Hag should be playing and and yep. making the team play in a way that is is giving him the service that he needs because he will score goals. He looks good, Holland. I, I like. I, I do, yeah. So I, I like looking too. He's just not getting the service. He's not getting the and, service, yeah. And that 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 falls down to Rashford, Anthony, etc. And Ten Hag, it's up to Ten Hag to, to make that happen. And he's just not been doing it. And you say about Tony, you bring in Tony, the same thing will happen because Tony needs service. Like he he's not going to just be able to do it all on his own. So yeah, I think I think Ten Hag needs to have a look at at the way they play. Um and and get a tune out of Anthony and, and the wingers to put oh, the ball in the box because they'll score they'll score totally, goals. Totally ten hog saying and Anthony like I'm I'm hearing like even like Arnold and um Murder like they were optimistic about saying and Anthony and I was totally totally ten hog saying and look but look, I'm not gonna say the manager because again I can't name you anyone I don't want the manager to go I I feel as if we can't do it under ten hog. We're not going to be able to do it under anyone. We're just sort of in that. Like, I don't want to even say a transitional period, like how many years have we been saying this for, but we are yeah. sort of stuck in no man's land at the minute and, until like we get clarity, like what's actually going to happen with the ownership. Um, we, we are. It's, it is just going to be sort of scraping back. Um, I do have high hopes for, I know it wouldn't have been my ideal choice getting Jim. Like, Jim wasn't my first choice. Uh, of course, I would have wanted the Qataris in the perfect world, but look, I'm sort of just hoping. Um, Jim's just like planning to get the twenty five percent, just get that, get another bit of percent, and then just go with the all the attack for the total ownership because that's all we can really rely on. Now he says he's getting for whatever it is one point two five billion, twenty five percent, and that's giving him total control of football side of things. Mm, optimistic on that, like I, I think the Glazers were following you in this club at ten billion. So now he's saying he's going to walk you. So don't know. Obviously, I'd like to see it happen because somebody with a more football mind needs to like. Uh, like I'm hearing like the, the Glazers just the two younger ones just like to ha- own a football club. You know what I mean? It's just like it's like a toy. You know what I mean? It's not like all the rest don't want to sell for the money, but these two like the. You know what I mean? Being I don't know, director addressed as football owners, which is just yeah. nonsense because they have absolutely no clue on the football side of things. And if, if Jim is coming in, um, I think it means Murda and Arnold are going to have to go, which um, I don't have any real arguments over because... I'll lose any sleep over it. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> honest. Yeah, I won't really lose any sleep over it because I can't really see they haven't really moved the club forward. And the time it did have high hopes when we were sort of we were getting that. So I suppose he's the CEO and he's the director of football. So like I, I always say, like you needed needed somebody in a director of football role, just maybe to pick the wrong person. Personally, when it was first announced, I wanted Edwin van der Schaar, but then he went mm-hmm. the X. Yeah. And then he went the X, and look what he. You know what I mean? Since he's got sick, or Garfrey talked about it in the previous show about X. Like look, mm-hmm. we know when they lost him, and then they were losing sort of all their X legends. Like this just mm-hmm. sort of falling apart now, haven't it? Yeah. And they yeah, they're still they still continue to fall apart. I don't want to go off subject like, but they are yeah. still just like it's no, like it's it's a it's a good point because it, it, it does show you <coughs> how, how important it is having the right the right people in charge. Um yeah. something we haven't spoken before as well, but Arsenal uh, Arsenal have a, a brilliant uh, 
Edu has a brilliant relationship yeah. with Arteta, and yeah. you know, there's very few signings there in, in the last couple of years that haven't haven't helped Ars- Arsenal progress. Um, and he's like, the best has done a great job. They um, need a striker at the minute. Like they really yeah. need a striker. I was going to chip in before, but yeah, Ivan Tony seems to be talking himself in the move to Arsenal. And I can see that one kind of happening. Yeah, um, so could I. Like, yeah, I can. Yeah, can yeah. Definitely. And he'll get you. Dick, he'll get you twenty goals. He will get yeah, one. Well, he, he, he's just he's just one of these players. Like, Jermaine Defoe. He, like he must be due back soon. Now, is he? Like, he must be. His suspension must be near up. January. Yeah, January, yeah. So, yeah, no wonder he's talking himself up for it because like, he's. You mentioned Hoyland there as well. I think Mark said about being more selfish. Ivan Tony is one of those players that, you know, he won, he's angry if he's not scoring. You know, he wants to score goals and, and that's all he thinks about. That's those kind of strikers. Yeah, he'd be, as much, yeah. much as it kills me to say, it's like he'd be a great fit for Arsenal too. He'd, he'd score goals at Arsenal because he, he would get just, the service. He's just what they're yeah. missing to at the minute. He's just what they're missing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and as we've seen recently, you know, the money they put up for race that they probably would pay it. Mark, moving on to yourself here, um, signings, so there's a spanner being thrown, uh, thrown in there where they are going to, uh, they're going to make a decision this week, they're going to come to a vote. So the Premier League has set the vote on the temporary ban on loan signings from clubs with the same ownership, uh, <laughs> a move which could stop, mm-hmm. stop you know, that, um, snapping up Saudi-based players in January. Uh, um, now we've seen it before um, um, Nottingham Forest and Olympiacos Forest have been trimming their squad giving players Olympiacos there's been movements between the City group uh, as well the Manchester City group yeah. and the Red Bull group as well I actually saw one today where there's a guy Swedish player Forsberg is actually leaving um, RB Leipzig to go to uh, Red Bull New York um, in uh, the next window as well so that, that happens yeah. a lot but it does. It's interesting that, that this has come in all of a sudden, uh, and that they're actually they're, they're trying to push it through. Um, it doesn't stop, doesn't stop you buying a player. It's just the loans, you know, as well. Yeah. So the thing, the thing that the thing I have with it is, I just find it funny that it just all of a sudden that that's this is now a problem when it was not a problem before, and that that's been realistic. It's because it's Newcastle. That it's because it's because. They're now seen as a threat. The likes of Nottingham Forest, Watford. Well, like I was highlighted before. Like we remember, like membership was at um, Real Bird, the Red Bull, Salzburg, and RB. Did not make them make it different. They yeah, did I, not make I, them. I, I, remember a few years ago, and then the yeah. RB Leipzig sort of. Yeah. Like the like the picked Salzburg, and then but then RB Leipzig became like the sort of more better team at the same. Like yeah, I can't not, remember the ins and outs of it. I remember they had to make a. a they like, had to go right. Yeah. Two teams playing in the same competition, but yeah, but they, they they still swap players and managers all the time. Like the best, oh, the best, the best um, Salzburg managers end up at Leipzig. The best players do as well. I think Manny Manny played for um, Jesse Marsh. That that happened. Jesse Marsh. He, he yeah. went, didn't they? Yeah, but yeah. yeah so um, obviously, this has come up, come about with the Tenali suspension. So that's that's yeah. something that. I've spoken to you last time, so that's that's a huge loss. Um, yeah. Harvey Barnes, another one of your, I think, is a great signing. He'll be a great player for yeah. you. That, that he's a long term injury, so really, um, Isaac's out as well there. But realistically, if if we're not, you know, joking aside about the Saudi, the Saudi deals, do you think do you think they'll do much business in January? No, 
yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think they'll do much business. I, I, Dan Ashworth was doing a, an interview there a couple of weeks ago, and and they were talking about it. they asked him about the Saudi thing, currently no rules in place, FIFA allowed, etc. Looks like that may be stopped. Um, and he was talking about business, and and he said they'd be open for business. He said for sure they're always looking to to recruit. Um, you know if they can get the right player, but. There'll not be a massive outspend of, of money in January. That's not going to happen. I think they'll be certainly have their eyes set on next summer, um, yeah. because there'll be a there'll be a lot more money there. Adidas deal comes in, the new sponsorship deals are in. There's you know, so there'll be a lot more money come in the summer. So I don't expect us to do a lot, but it will be determined by injuries, etc. Right? Let, let's let's be real. Like you know, if we go into January and and we're in a position where we've got a lot of a, you know a lot of boys out. And that, yeah, that's it as well. You can't just the, can't just the bring best players are usually going to still be in the last yeah. Champions League. So you can't just well. bring bring a player in for the sake of bringing a player in. Do you know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. Uh, to oh, I, know, question, oh, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't expect us to do much business. I think we'll do, we'll do a bit. Um, but it'll have to be the right player. Um, and that's the way Howe and Ashworth etc work they have a great relationship you were saying about Eddie and Arcana Ashworth and Howe have a great relationship in that regard as well and it has to be the right player and if they don't get the right player then they'll stick with the guns and go with what they have which I admire um, and for too long we were just bringing in players for the sake of it mm-hmm. um, but we I do think we need a couple I think we you know you were saying um, Aaron about a centre-back I think we need another centre-back top quality centre back. Um I don't know who that is. I don't really have somebody in mind as such at this moment in time. You'll probably but find I over think... the next couple of seasons, but you'll get like a bigger and bigger squad, you know what I mean? It's already having all this steady <laughs> money, but like unfortunately for yourself, like with the likes of City and PSG completely just you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm done with the one that the sort of City that massive focus and... on Newcastle, which yeah I have to mark I can remember saying to you with the time. Like when they got Eddie Howe and they're going to like expect them just to get Eddie Howe and keep you up and then get rid of him. And and I can remember you saying to me, no, no, they're going to stick with him. And I wasn't convinced. So look, I have to sort of have egg in the face when you say, I like he's done absolutely amazing. He's been but brilliant. Newcastle have done it so because of the financial restrictions on the financial fair play and the massive focus on Newcastle there was. I think a, a massive credit to them. But I do think, you know, with getting in the Champions League more and more and you do have them, and, you know, let's be honest, like, you are going to get glory hunters now. You are going to get a bigger fan base. Like, and Newcastle is just the one team, but you're not going to get a bigger worldwide support, which is it's going to be an advantage for you. The allow you going to have more uh, spend for your financial fair play, which is then, in fact, going to allow you to have bigger squads. So, it's going to take time. Just about yep. the Champions Sorry, Mark, just a great point about the Champions okay, League. The, the thing about it is, you know, with you being out of Europe for so long, you know, you kind of you kind of enter as like a, four, a fourth seed. Um, but I was actually just having a look before we come on there. And the, the same thing that I'd say happened to Man City, you know, they haven't been in Europe, the Champions League before. Um, the 2011-12 season, they actually got a really hard group. They, um, and they finished... So yeah, they had Bayern Munich, Napoli, and Villarreal. Um, they they actually they actually did get so a bit like yourselves, really tough group. You know, four of the clubs from the top five nations as such. 
Um, Villarreal had probably won the Europa League couple of times in between then as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, 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 got ten, they got 10 points, uh, but they came third, Napoli and Bayern progressed. Then the, the next season, they actually were in a group with Dortmund and Madrid. Now, that was the year Dortmund and Madrid actually faced off in the semi finals, and Dortmund got to the final. City actually came bottom that time, and Ajax came third. So, because they kept coming bottom, you know, it was, they kept getting these really hard groups. So, Arne, you mentioned it as well about the importance of, you know, although Mark maybe might not want it to stretch the squad, but staying in, staying in Europe, you know, get, getting close. Yeah, you have to get them, yeah. You have to, something has to build up. Um, yeah. And then, you know, next, next couple of years, so City progressed, then they started to get round to 16, round to 16, a few years later, they made the and they won, the, they won it there last year, you know, so it's something that you know, that was actually an article that was written because it was, it was their 10 seasons in the Champions League. So, you know, it, it, it is a, a progress. It's the same for Man United under Alex Ferguson, Aaron. You know, he, he did, it did take him a while to crack the Champions League. And I know you exactly. were actually, something actually that doesn't get spoken enough nowadays, but it was actually something more when we were growing up. Um, United were actually restricted as well. Uh, the, the rules at the time, I remember times. Yeah, had, you had to have so many English players in the team. Yeah, and they would have had like Michael on the bench. So the yeah, I can remember. I can actually remember that class as a kid. I'm just 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 yeah. a year about the second. I remember as a kid just as you see other like seeing like the like Ari Cantona, Peter Schmeichel, like going to the like why is all why why are they on the bench? And it was because you had because you had you know key players like Dennis Irwin and Roy Keane in the team as well, and they actually were they were actually part of the. You know the non non UK, you know, UK numbers as well, so yeah. it was really really hard, yeah. really hard. And then obviously United, you know, became bigger and bigger. And the more the domestic success they had, they were able to build on that and keep getting better and better in Europe. But what will actually just finish up the pause? Something interesting just popped up on the timeline as well. What today. about what, sorry, Gareth? What about you? What What about you for January? What do you think Spurs need? So, well, yeah, so, again, this is something that we did speak about a lot in the summer. So, Eric, Eric basically, um, I just took one one look at Eric Dyer in pre-season. We were, I think we were a bit like the Wolves game. We were well in control of the game. Um, and then just the, the legs get tired, could, just couldn't play it. And then we start, start dropping deeper. And that's what happened at Wolves at the weekend. They're just dropping deeper. So, I actually said it in his... Post match, you know, I wanted us to be a bit more aggressive. I wanted us to go, you know, it's not like a team has to go one up and sit back and, and sit on it. You know, usually we go for the second and maybe get hit in the brick, but we're actually sitting back, and that that's just really a personnel issue. Um, but yeah, that, so really, we were hoping to have another established centre back in, in the summer, but it didn't happen. So we're already before these injuries and suspensions, we had plans to get another centre back in in January. I, I think I'm actually hoping. What's happened now with Van de Ven? It should I, it really, we've actually got like new director of footballs, you know, other other people in behind the scenes. And I think that's something they're working on. So that really, when the, and where we've went wrong in the past, like last year, we, we spent all summer or, or all January um, debating on whether to pay an extra couple of million to Sporting Lisbon for Pedro Porro. We don't want that to happen because, you know, you say you've got four or five key games in January, you want a new player, if it is, to come into the first team, you want it to happen on, on the beginning of the month. You know, you've got FA Cup games there as well. You want to do the FA Cup now as well and because, you know, right, the League Cup, we're not in Europe. So you want to have, you know, I think Van de Ven and Madison are both due back on the 14th of January. So we do have a lot of, a lot of time with the squad we have. So, yeah, definitely centre-backs is, is what we're looking to get in, um, 
But yeah, just just finally, I've had a look there. So we beat Leeds 4 3 this day, this day last year, and that was the last game before the break for the World Cup. The World Cup started on the 20th of November. So there was actually a lot, and everyone had actually played all six Champions League games as well. There was a lot of games. I know we're all saying now so many games are all building up. It really was an intense start to the season last year. Um, and then you had the World Cup, and then you, it started again. So we, yeah, so we had all played 16 games. We were actually in fourth place. So this is just how, I'll, I'll ask you yourself, this is how I would view ourselves first. So yes, it is disappointing, disappointing to not have capitalised on a good start. The Chelsea game, you know, as a one-off, but losing the way we did against Wolves was disappointing, especially when City dropped more points the weekend. We, you know, that point could have had his joint second with Liverpool and Arsenal. But yeah, we're only two points off Man City after, after you know, almost a third of the season. This time last year, we were actually 11 points behind Arsenal uh, and that lead got bigger and bigger as the season went on. But the way I felt going into that World Cup break was actually I wasn't one bit enthusiastic about the second part of the season. Conte was showing no signs of staying. So whether he stayed or whether he went, it was never going to be for much in a year. I definitely am. You know, we, we lost the game at the weekend and that's because we had four first-team players missing. When we put our first team, and you're probably the same, Mark, when you, you know when you've got your first 11 there, that you, you know you're, you you can beat anyone on your day or and you can play that attractive football so you, you've come a long way that's what I feel as well and, and I'm, that's why I'm not going to get downbeat about it and some of the players that have come in there they won't be there much longer as well but it will take two or three windows it took Klopp a lot of windows it took actually took Pep yep. Pep had a lot of bad results in the first season they were very lucky to get into the Champions League um, and and he you know he had Zabaleta cliche and Kolarov he played that inverted fullback the way we do and he was able to, I think he went out and bought like three fullbacks for fifty million each so you know we'll not be able to do that we'll not be able to do that but we will be able to upgrade the personnel so that that's basically yeah. where I'm coming from so yeah. Mark New, Newcastle were actually four points ahead of Spurs and you did a you did have a rocky start um when when they resumed but you went on to to do brilliantly, uh, holding off Liverpool for a Champions League place, and you got to a cup final. And Aaron, my and I were a, a point behind Spurs, um, but at that stage, you know, you were still in the Ten Hag first season. Only you know, period. You, 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 yeah, you end up uh, winning a cup, another cup final, and um, getting get, get into the Champions League spots as well. So if I could cast your minds back to this time last year, uh do you feel any more optimistic about the second half of the season? Or, or Mark, I've spoke to you before about your targets. I know when I spoke to you last time, you were coming off the back of the PSG win. and At that time, you had beat Man City in the Cup, but it wasn't really a priority for you. I think you've got Chelsea no. now in the League Cup. And if you... Yeah. Now, that actually looks a bit harder than it did before. Chelsea, Chelsea are going to have even more players back. Um no lock withdrawals this year, Gareth. No, no, no lock. No. Well, I tell you what, if you if, if you somehow win this league cup, that'll be you know <laughs> the, most, the most glorious league cup of you know beating Man City, beating United at Old Trafford, Chelsea, and then whoever you have to play in a, a two-legged semi uh, in January. But yeah, so what? Just give me your revised targets, the two of you, before we head on here. Uh, I think for me, mate, I think. Uh, like 
going into the second half of last season, right, I was I was real happy we were, were very optimistic. And going into the to this break here, um now this international bit, which came at a good time for us, yeah, we've had a bit of a rocky road, but it's kind of what I expected. You know what I mean? Like my expectations are like they're not as high as some fans are gonna be because you have to be realistic. Like we know what's ahead of us. Um and going into this to after this international break, going into Christmas and then for the for the rest of the season, I think our aim is we just have to try our best to just maintain getting into the Champions League again and trying to, to finish in those those top four, top five places. Um everything else after that is kind of is kind of secondary. You know, yes, when the cup would be great, getting into you know, qualifying, going into you know, the next phase of the Champions League and, and Europa League, fantastic. It'd be great. Um, great for the club and great for the fans, etc. But you know, for us, our our focus has to be on the league and, and just making sure that our league form doesn't doesn't really deteriorate. Um, you know, as as we sort of go into the, the remainder of the season because it's all around good be I've said this to you before, it's all around good being in the Champions League one year, but to 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 capitalize and do what City, etc. done. You have to be getting in year after yeah. year after year, yeah. and that that's that's kind of where we need to be. Now we'll get there. I've absolutely no doubt about it. It's it's not just going to be smooth sailing the whole way. We will get there. Um, there's going to be bumps in the road. It's not going to be an easy season. There's going to be disappointment. Um, and I'm prepared for that. But I think I am optimistic, and I think um, you know the the right the right foundations are there. Um, to to make to get us into. And maintain that Champions League spot next season. Um, it'll be it'll not be easy, but you know I I am optimistic that that we can do it. But again, injuries, suspensions, etc. You know you're in the in in the lap of the gods. There, you know we need to try and get as many players back and keep it fit as possible. Um, and then who knows January, we'll see what they do. But I I don't expect much. So yeah, that's kind of where I am at at the moment. For, 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 for yourself then, Aaron, as well, because the thing about my United this season, yes, you've had a lot of um, you know, defeats, disappointing results. You haven't, I don't think you've drawn a game yet. So no, we actually haven't. Actually, no, actually haven't drew a game, yeah. Other, other clubs are kind of dropping points there. You're, at, you're actually only five points off fourth place and four points off fifth place, which has the potential for a Champions League spot as well. So, um. Realistically, realistic ambitions, or are you more concerned about what's happening off the field? I'm Would more you... concerned. Yeah, more concerned about what's happening off the field. I'm yeah. sort of like you last season. Like I am sort of no no expectations of any success in the second half of the season until we get clarity what what's happening with us. It is. It's just gonna be. Same old, same old, just scraping by. Like, um, I, I don't know. I can't see us hitting the, the Champions League spot this year. Um, I'm not even sure what's what is it six and seven. Then is it going to be six and seven for Europa League, or is it just going to be? I, I, if I'm honest, I can't even see us getting into the, the, any European spaces just with. No, just, I, the, the, I the do. Team. Maybe, I, maybe the Europa League. I do. Like the like Villa, like 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 good Villa, or yeah, you know what I mean. Even like, you know, they are. Because Brighton have dropped off, so you're thinking, right, okay, Brighton, it definitely has caught up with them. Um, yep. But Villa, Villa 
do look better equipped. Emery's better equipped. You know, he's, he's done it before. I think take yeah, away brilliant manager. Brilliant manager, yeah. I saw someone say, I think it may have been Carter said he's the third best manager in the league. And yeah, I think you could probably put him up there. When we have sort of talked about Spurs and um, Newcastle, Mark, about, you know, that, that gung-ho style. Villa seem to do that as well, but I think they, they seem to horses for courses. They, they they do play the high line, they play a certain way, but they do they can do it differently. You know, they, they can they can do a long ball or they can they can play they can play differently as well. And you know, Emery Emery sort of plays different styles to you know the players as available. What I would say about about Villa is like they've They've been brilliant, man. Ever since Emery's come in, they've been brilliant. But I th- I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the first twelve games have had a pretty decent run of fixtures. I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's there's a tough run coming up, and um, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what what happens there. You know, when they they're coming up against likes of, of City and Arsenal, etc. And yeah. um, I think, do you still have to play them? I think Spurs well, are still in there. That's really yeah. We're we're at home to them next, and their away form's not great. I think they've won yeah. twelve straight home games, maybe more than that. Villa, but their away team, form, yeah. You know they yeah, lost their home form has been here. So that's 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 you who know. we have. that's who we have next at home, Villa, and then I think we're away to City. So I think that's where a lot of the disappointment came in the Wolves results. Like right, if you don't beat Wolves, then you have to beat Villa because you probably won't. even with everyone fit. Set, I think City have like 22 straight home wins. You, you know, you could pull it off, but it's, I just don't think we will. No, I think, I think as well, everybody's going to take points off each other this season. But I can see City losing four or five games, maybe, and, yeah. st- and still win the league. So, yeah. you know, there's going to be a lot more defeats this season, and, and teams will be beating each other. And that top eight is just going to rotate. You know, there's, there's, it's going to be a tight season. And, you know, it's, going, it's going to come down to the games against each other because really, yeah, yeah, you, you should really be beating the bottom four or five teams. You should be getting maximum points from those. So yeah, well, it's, going to, it's going to be really interesting. And then we've got Chelsea, Chelsea throwing there as well. Who you know they're getting better now as well. That they'll their 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 best results this season. I think they had good performance against Liverpool opening day this season. Really, well, they should have been Arsenal tuning a lot there. Yeah. You know, good result against Spurs, and then really, really entertaining game against City. So they they can do it in those big games. Chelsea being Chelsea, they they will cost them the league title this year. <laughs> They'll come good. They'll come good, mate. But you know, but it's been really interesting. So um, gives us all plenty of food for thought. Um, in the next, you know, in the international break, it's the same. Hamstrings couldn't heal quicker during the international break. <laughs> you know, suspensions could count during yeah. the break. We're yeah, man. But we're still left with all these headaches. But no, it's uh, it's been great having you both on. I uh, appreciate you coming on to the Thank show. You always. Thank you. Enjoyed it, mate. Thank you. I'm sure we'll all join up again um, with Joyce as well, hopefully in the future. Yeah, fingers yep. crossed. Get out of Sunderland fan. <laughs> all the best, mate. Everyone, good uh, listening. Uh, good luck to you both. Goodbye for Thank now. Thank you.